Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 168, and boy howdy, am I feeling great. I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin, joined by... Anna Bernerski, I'm here, and at the at the front of the line with my A, B initials. <laughs> I'm Blue Rider, and I'm second in line. I'm... Leaf or Dan, and either way, I am third in line. Or Dana. I think I'm not supposed to go by Dan because we have too many of those. (laughs) You can go by, I just, sometimes it helps to clarify. I'm Leaf, Dana, and Dan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm Paul Franzen, and it took me so long to figure out that Leaf and Dana were the same person. (laughs) So long. (laughs) That's because we're not. We're just gaslighting you. (laughs) That makes it even more confusing. <laughs> Don't do this to me. How many people at Game Cola? First of all, everybody say hi. Paul Franzen, editor emeritus of Game Hi, Paul. Dot net. Hi, Paul. Yeah. hi, Paul. I will not. Thank you for joining us right after recording your other podcast. Yeah. Oh, a podcast. Thank you. The exclam- um, there's an exclamation mark in I'm, there. But you have to, to figure here. it out. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for allowing me to join and talk about video games. <laughs> Why do you make it? Why do you make it sound like I'm forcing you to say that you're happy to be here? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little loopy. This is a lot of podcast um, for me in one day. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is that Paul, I, I don't know, maybe you haven't picked up on this, but most I feel like most people at Game Cola now are at least two people. <laughs> what? Like we just You've got Joseph Martin and Martin Joseph mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. others. You've mm-hmm. got uh Leaf and Dan and Dana. Mm-hmm. You've got uh uh oh yeah, uh, John Rizzi and Nathan Rizzi to form John Nathan Rizzi. <laughs> Wait, what? Who is Nathan Rizzi? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is what I'm talking what about. Are you, what been, are you talking You've been out of the you've been out of the loop. Is that Sax dude? <laughs> 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 and then of course you've got while. Alexander Jedrzak mm. and Jedi Jedrzak. Yeah. Anna Bernarski and Branna Monarski. <laughs> yep, I know. I've I've been paying attention. <laughs> Blue Rider, Red Rider, uh it was a Red Passenger, thank you. Red Passenger, that's <laughs> red what it was. Passenger. So welcome to this episode of the Game Cola Podcast. <laughs> We've got a big cast for this cast, I would say. And we're here to talk today about videos and games together as one. Some might even call them video games. Make sure you vote in our awards, even though this will come out after. <laughs> yes, we're all getting ready for the Game Cola Awards, which will... You can't vote, but the, I don't think they won't have happened by the time this podcast goes out, but... Look forward to it. But the biggest gaming news, even bigger, I know it's hard to believe, but even bigger than Game Cola's video game awards is Mario can turn into an elephant. Yes! Please discuss. Finally! I've been waiting so long for him to turn into an elephant. We got Cat Mario, and they're like, okay, we need something bigger. And it's the one animal I mean, bigger than literally, a cat. Yeah. Yep. That's great. <laughs> well, <laughs> the there's whales. One. Next game will be there's a whale. whales. Okay. Mm. I don't know. I'm I'm personally excited because 
the only Mario games I truly enjoy are the multiplayer co-op games where I can cause problems for everyone else I'm playing with. So, I mean, I liked Mario, whatever the last one was on Switch. It was fine. It had a world that made me throw up a lot whenever I played it, but that's okay. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I liked the the new Super Mario. Like, I know people gave the new Super Mario Brothers series a lot of grief, partly from the name. Mm. But also, like, they, oh, it's all too samey. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, they were definitely more similar than a lot of other Mario games. But between the two handheld games and the two console games, I feel like there was a, a decent variety for that one, like, little package of, like, four games that sort of fell under that umbrella. Yeah, the por- the portable one let you throw gold bombs at people. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But then, then we were we were in like the Mario Maker era for a while. Yeah, and so like ever since around then, I'd say there's sort of been like an unspoken question of if they go back to like a regular 2D Mario game, would it be any good? Because we've got Mario Maker, which is just like infinite Mario, any Mario game you can think of. And also, there's, like, Mario Odyssey now. And that's, like, a completely different step forward. So, like, is there a point of them going back? And maybe that was all just me, but that's how it seemed to me for a while. And we also had 3D World and 3D Land, not in that order. Yeah. But, which seemed like they were trying to be sort of the continuation of... Yeah, exactly what we would have previously called 2D Mario, where it's like you've got a start point, you've got an end point with a flagpole, and you're trying to get there, and there's stuff along the way. And it felt like that was where they were just sort of taking it. Almost like part of this, like that's, you know, in Super Mario Maker 2, they made the Super Mario 3D World one of the 2D sections, and they turned it into a 2D game <laughs> so that you know, they could put it in Mario Maker. Right. But then... It was just like, so is that what it was going to be? But now we have Super Mario Wonder, which was announced in the recent Nintendo Direct, which seems to be at least trying to take it stylistically in a very different direction. Honestly, like, any doubts I had are pretty much gone. Just from, like, the little details. Like, the little animation for, like, the little comic book explosion pop-up that comes when he picks up a mushroom. Or, like... Going into a pipe and, like, grabbing his hat that he accidentally left behind. All these, like, tiny things really make it feel fresh. And that's not even, like, talking about the new big stuff. So Was there, was there a long Mario that you can turn into? Am I remembering that correctly for the trailer? Yeah. Or is that something I made up? Yeah, long Mario. I'm excited about long Mario. He's been yeah, not it feels, long for too long. It feels long. almost... Yeah, and not long Mario is illegal now. Um, <laughs> it feels kind of like, sort of like, it's, though it's it maybe a tenuous relationship, but like, you know how in Super Mario Brothers 2, you go, you know, you throw the potion down, you go through a door, and then you are in like the shadow world. It kind of felt like, he's like, you pick up a power up that takes you to a shadow world, but there's some unique thing that happens there. So, like, I don't know if Mario is going to be long more than once. I think there may just be a section of one level where mm. the gimmick is that you can become long is Mario. Like... And then there's another one where everybody turns into balls. And there's another one where the pipes, like, inch along, like, inchworms and stuff like that. 
having not seen the trailer, is 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 Long Mario like tall Mario or is it like caterpillar <laughs> Mario? It's... Long Mario is Mario, but with a stretched torso vertical. We can't tall. tell because it's in the drug shadow realm thing, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, so we're not sure how there could it be works, anything going. Things on. get weird. What would Cater- Caterpillar Mario look like, though? It's now what I'm I'm like... trying to picture. <laughs> I'm sure I mean, we'll I, find I, I out just... when they go smaller than cat direction. It, it the sounds one like animal it would be... smaller than a cat is a caterpillar, even though the name would imply <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Very true. I would I would imagine Caterpillar Mario to be what I'm now imagining tall or long Mario to be, but uh, <laughs> sliding around more more on his belly, but not on his belly oh. because then he'd be Snake Mario. Okay, I can see. I was picturing him kind of like bent over at the waist, and then his head was just like straight, like like long. But that would more be like long mm. neck Mario. That's not the same thing as yeah. long Mario. That's a totally different character. All right. I'm reading the energy of the the podcast, and uh, I've decided that this is this is the energy that we have. Everybody gets one animal that they can suggest, <laughs> one animal power up for Mario to turn into in the next game. What's your pitch? And in the comments of this podcast or on the Game Cola Discord, tell us which animal you think is the best Mario animal suggested, or tell us your own that's better than everybody's suggestions. Uh, we'll go in reverse order, so oh, no. uh, Paul first. Uh, I mean, my instinct is go is to go <laughs> with my spot. my favorite animal, which is the turtle. But I feel like that that really brings mm. into mind some we, some ooh, difficult we philosophical questions. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, that that yeah, becomes we sort had of the blue. Oh, that's true. He has done that before, and then he would be fighting other turtles anyway, which is like there's yeah. some yeah there's oh there's some issues there. Okay, uh, uh, Copybara Mario then. My final answer. Okay. What what does Capybara Mario do? Uh, I mean, it has to do something. It can swim and go on land. Like, I guess it's kind of like frogs. It's kind of like Frog Suit Mario, except it's not as bad on land as Frog Suit Mario. How about that? I mean, maybe, maybe okay. it's a little slower on land, but, but okay. yeah. All right. Dana Danleaf. All right. Uh, my pitch is um, Anteater Mario. And when you were playing <laughs> okay. in this form... You are you are playing as his nose, reaching into small spaces, maybe to pick locks, maybe to kill the little mushroom dude. Sorry, not kill Squish. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe to knock some turtle shells around to to pick locks. I, I see a lot of uh, possibilities here. Mm-hmm. New type of gameplay. And it's interesting that you suggested this anteater Mario, and you did not suggest an ability. Where uh, he eats the ant enemies. Well, see, that would be because I don't play many Mario games and did not know <laughs> that there were ant enemies. That's um, But Sorry, that would what? be the second, mm. the second uh, power. Is it just it just wins mm-hmm. against ants? Like it, mm. it doesn't have to jump on them or whatever. Yeah, it's like an invincibility star, but just yeah, yeah, them. but just for only ants. for ants. <laughs> I wish I was invincible, but just for I mean, ants. You... Or perhaps when encountering <laughs> kind of an ant, depending. Mario becomes very large to match the scale of the ant to an mm. anteater. Yeah. I I hate when I uh, like step t- uh, too close to an ant and suddenly become half my size. Yeah. It yeah, I know. It's really... Now I have to really resist suggesting ant Mario. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd like to suggest yeah, Ant Man Mario. What's your suggestion? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we already have the mini mushroom and the mega mushroom, mm. so we basically have Ant Man Mario. I was, but we thinking... don't have Ant Eater Mario. Just saying. I'd like to suggest Ant Eater Man Mario. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Ant-Man's biggest uh, nemesis is Ant-Man. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sure there's a comic where someone's tried that, surely. Hey, it doesn't sound familiar. Yes, Blue's encyclopedic knowledge of all this things superhero comic. No Anteater Man in there? Usually when you're like, hey, has this happened in comics? The answer is yes, somewhere, <sighs> at some point. Yeah. But, like, that one does not sound familiar. It's kind of a, a mouthful, which I, I guess probably doesn't always stop superheroes. Yeah, that does not matter at all. <laughs> Arm fall off boy is... Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, right, I was Blue. going. You stalled long enough. I was going to suggest a Phoenix Mario. So it's like the cape mm-hmm. where you get to fly around, and the fire flower where you throw fireballs too, and also you come back after you die. Like yeah. it, it's a permanent mm. upgrade, sort of. Like mm. you get, you grow, and then you can get hit and shrink, but you still have it. And then you get hit again, and it brings you back to life without it. And yeah. this one mm. is it's like a special post unlock or a post game unlock. You have to beat the game on normal mode to See, I was thinking that it was like um like the golden tanuki suit where it's just like a thing that they give to you when you're bad at the video game. <laughs> maybe that too. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, I forgot about um, that. Um all right, Anna. Um <laughs> So, my only two options were cat, which is already a thing, mm. and unicorn, but that's only because those are the two little stuffed animals I have on my desk, and also I like unicorns. I like that. I mean, I was thinking, like, to hijack your answer, I was thinking, like, right before you spoke, horse Mario, for reasons that we'll probably get into later. Mm. Uh, but, <laughs> right. Like, but I'm picturing it like like that um, that really weird app, the, like, my boyfriend the horse or whatever oh my That's god what oh right you know what i mean yes but it's I... just like the horse body with like the human face that's what mario would become and i don't i don't have any like <laughs> powers but he'd be fun to look at fun is that could probably be the podcast thumbnail i could that. probably be the podcast thumbnail. oh my god my boyfriend the horse does yoshi ride my on boyfriend horse mario. mario the horse <laughs> <laughs> my mario boyfriend the horse my Mario boyfriend, the horse. Yes. Yeah, there's a good podcast title in there somewhere too. <laughs> but yeah, I just those were the only two that I could think of because my mind went blank and I forgot every other animal. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Thank you. All right. Well, you've heard everybody's suggestions. Vote in the comments. Who who had the best animal suggestion, or what's your best animal suggestion? I want to one more thing about Mario uh, Wonder is that I feel like we can't we can't go on without discussing is they finally are acknowledging the long ignored Daisy is a playable character. Yeah, that was in Mario one of Wonder. their three selling points. 
Yes. Is that is this like is this a joke of like saying they don't have any selling points basically, or did they literally put up a list? That of three that is li- like that was their second selling point. They had okay. like three like here's the thing that it makes this game so cool, and here's why you should buy it. And the second one was it has Daisy. I guess which like I get it's kind of funny, but also like Daisy has not been in like a non spin offy game. Mm. Since, like, Super Mario Land, and even that is kind of tenuous on where it sits on the main Mario, spin-off Mario sort of spectrum. Does Daisy have lore beyond just being, like, Luigi's Peach, or what, like, is that even what she is? Even being Luigi's Peach is, like, very tenuous lore. <laughs> okay. That's fan, isn't that fan theory? Fanon? It's, is it's that like, in the games? it's, it's, it is only perpetuated, I think... In one Mario Kart track where there's a statue of them dancing together (laughs) and a few names that they have in Mario Party games where you team up and the the characters have like names like it'll be like, oh, you know, like the the perfect couple or something or like bitter rivals if it's Mario and, you know, a, a villain or something. And there's I don't know. I think the Luigi and Daisy one has something vaguely romantic, but like it's such a tenuous thing. And it's literally just, well, there's Mario's in love with the princess. So Luigi must be in love with the other princess. Like that's pretty much it. But Daisy was originally the princess in Super Mario Land that Mario would save, but that was the Game Boy one. But aside, after that, then she would just show up in, like, party games as basically, it kind of felt like, oh, we, we need another female character. That isn't a mushroom. So we'll, we'll use, that isn't a mushroom or a dinosaur. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if they've used Daisy or Birdo first. I think Daisy first, like, showed up in kind of what we would consider her current form in Mario golf or mario tennis probably around whenever waluigi showed up so she's originally a spin-off character kind of super mario land is weird i mean paul how did it feel you know you're old enough that <laughs> okay. you were around when super mario right. land came out right <laughs> um i don't <laughs> think i ever got far enough in the game to discover that there was in fact a daisy <laughs> so I, I don't know that that's very helpful not even you didn't even run into any of the fake daisies because they did the same thing the where you show up and it'd be like <laughs> you uh, would you know well okay in the original oh, okay. mario you had the toad saying the princess is in another castle in mario land you'd show up and mario would be like oh daisy and then daisy would like turn into a bug or something i don't think i really even played the like, original no that wasn't actually yeah. daisy i didn't play the original uh new super mario sorry gosh I didn't play the original uh, Super Mario Land all that much. I think I was more into Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. So I, I don't have a... I, the, only, the only even real memory I have of the original Mario Land is uh, the weird black orbs that you throw at things that I, I'm not sure if they were supposed to be fireballs or what, but they acted more like bouncy balls. They're super balls. They're super balls. Okay, so they're they are bouncy balls. balls. Okay, cool. Yes. Because they're, uh, they're in Mario Maker 2. Um, but, okay. So then when did you first become aware of Daisy? Um, I'm I'm pretty sure just when she, I think she debuted, uh, like you were saying, in like the N64 sports games, tennis, golf, somewhere in that era. Okay. So, yeah, I don't I don't think she existed anywhere between Mario Land and that, to my knowledge. Yeah, or it would have been just in like maybe in like you know yeah. there was a lot of weird Mario like external media. Oh, I mean, if she if she was in Mario was missing, I would know about that for sure, uh, much more than I would know about her appearance <laughs> in Mario Land. 
No, I, th- I think you're exactly right. I think it was that they needed a, another female character that, that as uh, a Leaf pointed out, was not a mushroom. <laughs> Do they have any characters of color in Mario that are not non-human beings? Daisy sometimes gets, uh, it, it's questionable. On certain interpretations, it seems like maybe that's what they're going for. But of the, I mean, how many human characters are there? That's what Mario? I was just going to say, too. Like, if we're only looking at specifically the there's Mario like series and not, five. like, Nintendo in general, there's not that right. many humans. Right. In ge- but, yeah. Right. There's Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Rosalina, Wario, Waluigi. That's more than I would have thought. Actually. Is Peach Italian? Peach is Italian. So Peach, Luigi, and Mario are all Italian. Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> just Peach <laughs> was Italian. Is what you were thinking? No. <laughs> of all the characters, Peach is the Italian one. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you think Peach is Italian? I just am asking who is Italian. I mean, Peach originates from the Mushroom Kingdom, so I don't think she. I don't know that Italy exists in the okay. Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. So she's right. Mushronian. Exactly. And Mario and Luigi being Italian is also like kind of depends on what canon you're referring to. Because I think you've got like the Mario movie canon where it's like they're they are Brooklyn Brooklynites of an Italian family. I see. And I think, though, in other games like, you know, like. Mario and Luigi partners in time, right? Where like baby Mario and baby Luigi have just been there the whole time. Where it's, I think it's more like they just sound like that. And to be fair, in the, a lot of the Mario RPGs, characters talk in affectations that would not exist in the, I'm pretty sure there's French people in Mario RPGs and there's not France in Mario world. Mm hmm. I mean, they were, so they were definitely considered, uh, Italian plumbers from Brooklyn, uh, at least as far back as the cartoon. I don't know if they were, like, does it say in, in the Super Mario Brothers instruction booklet or something? I, like, I don't know where the, where the Brooklyn thing even originated from. Uh, I, I, cause it, it, my guess would be that it, it was more of a, an American localization thing that, that somebody added along yeah. the way. That, mm, that would make more sense to me. That would make sense. But I don't know for sure. So either, Brooklyn slash Italy exist in the same universe as the Mushroom Kingdom, or Mario and Luigi at some point went to an alternate dimension with the Mushroom Kingdom and all other things. (laughs) Those are the two interpretations of canon, and the latter has kind of fallen... Mario and Luigi going to the Mushroom Kingdom and being from the quote-unquote real world... Only the movie has really addressed that since, like, the 1990s. Mm. Like, I would say between the 1990s and the Mario movie, it was just... The the assumption was kind of that Mario... That that idea of Mario was just, like, a localization thing that came into, like, American products. But that wasn't really part of the original Mario canon. But now with the movie, I don't understand what the relationship with that narrative is anymore. (laughs) Like, when it comes to the games. I'm, I'm a little lost, to be honest. Okay. I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to satisfactorily answer your question. No, I'm, I'm satisfied. Like, you think the Legend of... You think the Legend of Zelda timeline is complicated. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do, but also, like, at least they've laid it out. You know? It might be, like, mostly mm-hmm. 
nonsense malarkey some might say but at least they've decided to lay it out for us for whatever reason (laughs) wasn't that just like to promote skyward sword or something right like the i I believe it was like the main takeaway is just like oh skyward sword is supposed to take place before all the other zelda games yeah I, i think that was really all you people and that ocarina of time was important those are the two things well I think I think we all already knew that Ocarina of Time is important, mm-hmm. but I guess the- I mean it was all the internet could talk about when I first when I first started getting on the internet to see what people said about video games. <laughs> it was all people could talk about was how good Ocarina of Time was. Yeah. That was all they would talk yeah, about. Excuse of the Kingdom. From yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, I'm sure that's what people will feel about Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. It's just, it's just gonna be. Uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask all over again, <laughs> where we're, we're going to get, we're going to get like 10, 20 years from now, people are going to be like, man, why did they go so crazy over this game? There's so many problems with it. And be like, you don't understand. It was like, you were really there. You don't understand. You didn't have you to go anywhere. Skyward Sword. <laughs> okay. Well, we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about Mario and his various antics, mm-hmm. um, including being a horse. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of How? horses, yes, they say nay. They sure do. They do do that. I think you may have had something else that you wanted to talk about related to horses on this podcast. Yeah. So Anna and I both want to talk about the fact that Sims Four has a horse expansion coming out. Having neither of us watched the ad for it, nope. <laughs> we just know there are horses coming. So it's like the first time that you're both here to talk about The Sims at the same time. Yay! And you didn't even do your homework. I tried. I had stuff happening today. (laughs) I did not try. We don't have to get into that because that is outside of the scope of this podcast. Anna did not try. I tried. (laughs) (laughs) How how long is this trailer? This horse announcing trailer? Oh, probably two minutes. I mean, usually when I like when I, you know, do my research into Sims things coming up, I watch the trailer and then I watch a few notable Sims creators do their review of the trailer because they always catch things that I don't because they're intimately more familiar with the game. But this time I have done nothing but accidentally see a still photo of the uh, trailer. So... Of a horse. Yeah, I vaguely know what the horse is going to look like. <laughs> Not even a horse in the game, just a picture no. of a horse, and you knew. Oh, I love this breaking horses. news that you that you saw a picture of a horse on the internet. This is good. This is good stuff. I know. Oh gosh. I Sorry, I, I shouldn't be giving you a heart. Um, um where where do you think sims is going to go with horses what is the what is the appeal of horses in a sim game i think sims that game? sims 4 is doing everything they can to get eyes back on sims 4 so that they can announce sims 5 and they're only creating sims 5 because a bunch of other competitors started creating things to compete and th- they realize that those are getting a lot of attention because there is in fact still an audience but also I think that something has happened within the Sims 4 team and they do have a little bit more agency over what they're putting out. And people have been begging for horses. They've just been begging for them. And I, 
I understand that because in Sims 3 they were really good. But Sims 4 is not Sims 3. <laughs> Sims 4 is a broken game. It is. Um, not that not that Sims 3 is perfect, but also... No. Uh, Sims 3 had, a, had an open world, which made it a lot more fun. Yes. As opposed to just kind of hanging out. Doing the whole some cutaway for uh, going elsewhere. Some of the newer Sims 4 worlds, like the werewolf one, are kind of more open world vibe. Yeah. So I would guess they're introducing a new world with the horses because that's usually a big selling point with the packs these days. I also don't know if it's an expansion pack, a game pack. Um, I'm sure it's not a stuff pack. Uh, stuff packs can rotten hell horses are stuff uh horses are living beings um and cannot be can be stuffed no (laughs) no then they're dead they would be dead at that point isn't that british slang for pregnant or was i just misinformed as a child i thought it was australian but probably both misinformed because the world is evil I do have okay. an important question about these horses. horses. Ask away. Will these horses have pronouns? <laughs> That's a great question. It actually is. Because <laughs> imagine is the they dog the announced cat horses during Pride Month and then they didn't let them have pronouns. Did they announce them during Pride Month? Yeah, I guess they did. Oh, also, do, like, regular, do people's pronouns work yet? Kind of. They work better. Yeah, they're still a bit messed up. Didn't didn't this game come out, like, ten years ago? It'll be ten years next next September. That's a long time. To still have a broken game? Yes. I mean, it's also like it's a long time to have a broken game and not just make a new one, well, right? Like now they, they taking them going this to. long to get to five. For a really long time, they weren't going to make five at all. Like it, Sims Four, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Anna, if you if you know, but like I, I feel like when they announced Sims Four, they said this will be the last one. I don't remember and if they said that. There was definitely a point a long time that they were saying that this is the last one, but I don't remember if it was announced with Sims Four or if that announcement came later. And then they started creating, they took like some of the top Sims gurus, which are the people that developed the game. They're called Sims gurus. They took like some of the top ones off of Sims 4 and everyone was like, what the heck? They put them on Project Oasis or something. That's not what it's called. And everyone was like, this is Sims 5. Like we, you're trying to fool us, but we know that you're just creating a Sims 5. And that has since been confirmed that that project whatever was Sims 5 and that they are, in fact, creating Sims 5. And I have I have no hopes for it because I feel like they're just doing it because uh, games like Paralyze and there's another one that I'm forgetting the name of started getting a lot of hype because they announced like, hey, look what we're going to do. We're going to do really cool stuff. Um, we're going to use better technology than Sims does. And who knows, they might fail, but... We're going to have pronouns. We're going to have pronouns, yeah. I mean, like, because I've been a, a Patreon supporter of Paralives basically since they've been announced, so I've gotten to kind of follow the whole development and 
they seem to be doing a good job from my plebeian level knowledge. Like they seem to generally be trying to create a good game and you're using um like adaptive programming. That's not what it's called. Adaptive? Maybe. Basically like because one of the things that people wanted in Sims 4 or Sims Sims in general for a long time was for Sims to be able to be different heights and that's not possible. So that was originally one of the big selling points of Paralives was that the um I think they've settled on the name Paris are going to be able to be whatever height you want them to be and they'll use whatever it is adaptive programming or something to be able to alter the animations kind of on the fly to fit the height scale of the paras. So I think that okay. or saw this and is like, oh, we could do that. <laughs> we have a lot of money because we are a scam. And then they announced that they're going to do Sims 5. I need you to back up. Sims can't be different heights? <laughs> no. No. Never no. once. There's never once. There's... Of all the things you can do in that character creator. No. You can give someone with like minor hacks. You can give someone a nose larger than their head. Yes. But you cannot make them an inch taller or shorter or it will break all the animations. That's I think correct. I think it it makes sense. Height is traditionally one of the most challenging things in character creators. That's why you've never seen any other video game where you can alter a character's height before. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, it makes sense. It definitely, like, has made sense for a long time, but I do feel like we are at the point where it's possible, and it's obviously possible. And um, basically, like, Paralives has has been releasing a lot of uh, sample images of the paras that they can create, and they really are coming in all different shapes and sizes in a way that we've never been able to achieve with Sims 4. They also used whatever the programming technique is to create like a much more powerful build tool um, that has a lot of capabilities that Sims 4 kind of has now because they've updated the build tools a lot, but uh, still beyond what Sims 4 is capable of. I'm just excited to see if they can path better than the Sims can. Yeah. Because... Pathing has never been the strong suit. Like, it's it's very funny to me. Like, in Sims 3, pathing, complete nightmare. And then in Sims 4, instead of, like, fixing it, they just made it so that Sims will walk through things sometimes. So at least they don't get stuck anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you haven't really fixed it. <laughs> These seem like th- problems that have been solved for a long time in video games. Yeah, Sims 4 is a bad game. Sims 3, like, had issues, but they were issues that made sense based on the technology and time in which it was created. Yeah. And Sims 4 was just this giant step backwards in basically every single way. Like, they literally, what, they didn't have pools on release, I think? Like, just, they didn't have ghosts, they didn't have pools, they didn't have toddlers. Toddlers, I feel like a lot of people forget, are a relatively recent addition. Yeah. which is wild like we're going back to sims 2 had toddlers like it's insane that sims 4 was released without toddlers and now their life stages in my opinion are all sorts of screwed up because they were you know kind of balanced on this scale of not having a toddler life stage 
and now they have a toddler life stage. So like you just your your sims get really old like kind of faster than you'd expect them to if they're the parent. Like it's just it's just weird and like it's just not good. I didn't realize that until you said something, but yeah, I also felt that they were like getting way older way faster. Yeah. And it's because of the it's because they slammed in an eight day life cycle or lifespan, which feels very low. But Sims, I, I think it's something like babies for three days, toddlers for eight, child for 12, maybe. And then teens for 14, which makes no sense. Like you are you are not a teenager for most of your youth. <laughs> Young adult for 20, adult for 20, elder for 20 to 30. It's something like that. And now if you try to, like, especially if you have a sim that goes to college before they have a baby, it typically takes, like, the entire sim's young adulthood to go to college, which isn't necessarily inaccurate to real life. But then the adulthood is just as long as the young adulthood, which is not accurate to real life. So then you have an adult, and the adult has the baby that's three days, has the toddler that's another eight days. By the time the toddler has t- turned into a child who's turned into a teenager, your adult sim is probably an elder. So when they did this, did they just add the eight days in? Yes. Or did they, like, they, so they didn't, like, cut out some time from, like, the child and baby and no. give it to toddler. They just added an extra eight days. Correct. This is a bad video game. It's a bad video game. <laughs> why have, Why have you guys played it for 10 years? Here's my secret. I get it for free. I, w- I don't want to give them money. But I don't I don't pirate it. But, I just but, have a friend who gives but, me their account. But it's a bad game. Like. I play it so that I can get you... mad and turn it off. <laughs> so we return to the theme of. We don't actually like video games around here. (laughs) (laughs) I loved Sims 2. I I think whether you love Sims 2 or Sims 3 better depends entirely on which one you were raised with. But most people agree Sims 2 and Sims 3 best Sims games. Some people people pick that one. But that one is just (laughs) such a drastically different game, honestly. Like... It's a it's a good game. It really is, but it's such a different game. Like it's just such a different vibe. There's so much more stuff happening. It's a lot more closer to like along the lines of like two point hospital, two point campus, that kind of vibe. Um, but like imagine that every simulated person in those games is at all times on the brink of death. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do this because I'm not having fun, but I'm not allowed to have fun because I don't have enough of everything. Yes, so I guess I'll just die. Also, to create baby, you kiss over and over again, just like real life. Interesting. Just keep kissing. (laughs) Just keep kissing. (laughs) I actually do like Sims 4 in a way that I started playing it, and then I kept playing it, and then I couldn't go back to Sims 3 because I got way too used to Sims 4. It is difficult to go back. Unfortunate. It was. It was sad. But when you really do liked, go back, I really liked Sims Three. How 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 hard have you tried to go back to Sims Three? I've tried pretty hard. I just can't do it. If you could go yeah. back in time and stop yourself from ever playing Sims Four, would you? No. No. I'm having a good enough time. I like to be able to rant about it. I like having Nina here so that they can also say how bad it is. Yeah. I I like. 
It's just such a like Sims 2, Sims 3 are such a big part of my childhood. It just makes me so mad to see what Sims 4 has become and like continues to be. It's just a increasingly broken game. Yeah. Like I I just I mean to be fair my computer is not the best but like one of the selling points when this Sims 4 was originally launched was we've made this Sims game more optimized than ever before so that you should be able to play it on a laptop and that's just I mean it can't possibly be true anymore. There is I believe still a quote unquote laptop mode that you can trigger in the settings but I, I doubt it actually fixes anything. I deeply apologize if there is a cat in the background of my recording that you can't edit out because I'm talking while she's meowing. Please stop. She has some words about Sims 4. She has... Yeah. Yeah. I do think that I prefer dogs and cats in the Sims 4 maybe to Sims 3. Which is a bold statement since in Sims 3 you could actually control the pets. Yeah. That's the issue I'm having is that I've always had with cats and dogs is that you can't control them. Because I'm like, uh, how do I know if they're not, like, how do I know that they're fed? What what do I do? Yeah, you just, you just you don't. Just, I just put faith in them it, as they if they're my actual cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy in Sims 4, though, and in all of the Sims games. Like, with pets, it's just really easy to forget they exist or to get bored with them. And to to neglect them <laughs> man that sounds like a fun game they don't i know i just can't wait to see how we neglect can... these horses <laughs> can all right uh can can the cats and dogs die in the game yes yeah oh no everything I think dies only of old eventually age. everything dies they can they can get sick but if if oh. they get sick and you don't cure them i think they just run away Everything runs away they... eventually. <laughs> yeah, they run away yeah. to a farm upstate. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Just like every other pet. They run away to Canada. I, I take them all. <laughs> Blue has so many pets. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know where they keep showing up, but they're here. My mom still maintains that our pet goats were sent to a farm some 30 years later. She still maintains this to me. Yeah. I have a dog. And that... not just that they were sent to a farm, but they're still at that farm <laughs> yes. alive right now. I keep asking if we can go visit them. It has not worked out yet. <laughs> no. No, no. Can't do that. There was a dog I had as a kid that we couldn't keep because it had, you know, kind of behavioral issues. So mom had to send it back to the pound and she told me that she made sure that the dog got adopted and is now living on a farm and i have not asked her if that is true and i never oh. will <laughs> i can't know i just can't but it, you know this is one of the things that like drives me crazy about sims 4 is like they inter they have a they have a vet pack or whatever it was i think it was a game pack or something i thought um, it came with that, cats and dogs oh you're right it did come with cats and dogs so then the question is Will they expand upon that for horses? And the answer is almost definitely no. Because Sims 4 never goes back to content that they've already released and adds to it. They just pile on more broken content. Oh, that's why the pronouns don't work. They're, that has to like go back to the base game. And they don't want it. I mean, yeah. That, that's it. part of the like thing was like they released pronouns 
and they released werewolves right like at the same time which is why i think we were joking that werewolves were like a queer update yeah i don't remember and they were (laughs) and they were they definitely were but they i think that they just had two different teams working on them and no one that works on sims 4 talks to anyone else so like they the two updates were released and they were incompatible like the pronouns barely worked in base game they didn't work at all with the werewolves like anything werewolf related guaranteed your pronouns were going to be wrong which is just so annoying because like they were released at the same time so of course you're messing with them at the same time and neither of them really work werewolves trying to go downstairs after the pack was first released hilarious they could not it's it's (laughs) it's it's insane the bugs that sims 4 packs are released with like get famous was famously released with a bug that stopped your sims from being able to eat (laughs) so people just had to stop playing yeah which isn't to mention the packs that have released with houses that are missing toilets get famous is one of those and then that happened in strangerville as well but in strangerville it's a it's a feature (laughs) right right all right guys feature We've been talking about Sims 4 for a long time. <laughs> a lot to talk about. I know, but I think we're going to have to maybe cover it in other podcasts because Blue had some things to talk about, too. I mean, yeah, there's... The Ghost Trick is getting a re... is getting a port. I assume that mm-hmm. to the Switch, it's not going to have two screens, so that means remake or something right i don't know right but it, it i mean the switch does have a touch i mean screen, it does so but it doesn't we'll, have we'll figure two it out. screens ah they'll figure it out anyway i'm excited for that because i haven't played it and everyone says it's really good and i am willing to believe them there's a game called playthrough of ghost yeah Trick. but i don't want to be spoiled well, other people might not care about being spoiled, and they may want to watch oh, the game okay. Cole play through Ghost Trick that I just me. told them. I about. thought you were just like telling yes, me specifically. We're not just we're not just hanging out, having a fun conversation about video games. This is a uh, performance for an audience. It is in a fact, professional environment. So I th- I think Anna and Paul have played Ghost Trick. I don't know if I have or not. I can't actually remember. It's- Awesome. Well, then you can play it for the first time again. Uh, yeah, that is. Yeah, I mean, works. I, I played it. I played it a million years ago when when it originally came out. There was a cute dog, I believe. Yes. And a dead body, but I believe that is all common knowledge of the game. Yeah, that's the game. Okay, so none of yeah, us. That sounds like a lot of video games. None of us have <laughs> cute actually dog and a played dead body. this game. <laughs> yeah, I watched the game Cola play. Do you Not remember it? Okay, (laughs) cool. Joe is the only person here who knows anything about this game. Alright, you two, get talking. Well, the problem with talking about this game is that it's basically all spoilers. All spoilers? Yeah. That's insane. How do you have spoilers ten minutes in? Well, I mean, there's gameplay where you, you move around as a little ghost man possessing objects, but like, there's not much to talk about. In that sort of sense. Are you going it's kind to of just, it's a fun buy thing. it? Probably not. 
it's not high on my I've got so many games to get through. I'm still getting we'll get to this, but I'm still getting through Mega Man Battle Network and that's going to take me like 50 years. Yeah, I we think. never reached the consensus on the global game cola battle network platform. Yeah, well, I have to finish playing a significant portion of the series and I'm still on the first game cuz it's 6 RPGs. So I don't know I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just have to take a break in between. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But I'm still on the first one. Um, but we'll get that to that in games we've been playing in recent times. If that, unless, you, I think there were some other games coming out that you wanted to mention. Oh, Blue. there's uh, Ghost Rain. I, th- uh, I think they changed the subtitle to Enigma Code. Uh, I don't know. Ghost Rain Enigma Code. Those are four words. It's, um, I think it's... Four nouns, even. I think it's the newest game by 2Kyo Games, which is the creator of Danganronpa and the creator of Zero Escape working together. But it might just be the Danganronpa guy on his own. I can't remember. Either way... Well, it sounds like it's got a built-in audience, yeah, no matter what. Yeah, it is very excited for it. I'm, I have, it is, Danganronpa, like, explains itself pretty easily, is a murder mystery in a school, things are weird. I have no idea, I've like watched three trailers of Enigma Code, and I have no idea what it's about, but I am excited to buy it and find out. I'm excited for you, and all the other people who are excited, but I don't like murder, so... I don't know, it it might not even have murder. I doubt it. It's gonna have murder. I mean, I I would imagine it comes out with an anti-murder perspective, not a pro-murder. Right, but (laughs) it contains it, which is, like, the key thing that I'm not a fan of, regardless of your stance. Well... They, oh, that's why you don't play The Sims 4, because they take away your ability to eat, which is murder. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Are there, we, we, I, we're, we're coming up on the end, so we need to get to games we've been playing in recent times. Is there any other games you wanted to bring up, Blue? Uh, I guess not. Those can wait. I can keep things for another day. Okay. Uh, alright. Uh, let's see. Um... Alright, I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 10. 83. <laughs> Everybody pick a number and whoever gets closest goes first on games we've been playing in recent times. 2.7. 5. 5.5. 5. Mm, okay, so it's Anna, Blue, Leaf, Dan, Dana, and Paul. And you can guess what the number is. I think I did that right. <laughs> is it 4? It was not 4, it was 5. <laughs> oh. I mean, My brain went, that's <laughs> not right, <laughs> as soon as I said it. <laughs> okay, Anna, what video games have you been playing um, in recent I got times? sucked back into Skyrim. Um, I moved, and so I have nothing else to do after unpacking Ooh. and working, now that um, I'm mostly working from home still, uh, then play Skyrim. I beat the main campaign with my last character who was all destruction magic so i could just stand a long ways away and just blast powerful spells at people and now i'm back to doing my usual sneaky rogue thief and uh it's more difficult because i have to be closer 
if they see me when I, after I've shot them with a bow a few times. Uh, then just don't get seen. It's hard. It's like your job. They walk near me. I can't do it's anything else. It's like your else. whole thing. <laughs> they walk near me. What else am I supposed to do? Be better at your job. <laughs> but that's, um... That's the only game I've been playing, really. Uh, the special edition is the one I got like several years ago, and then the anniversary edition was like ten dollars, like two months ago or whatever. So I picked it up because it was ten dollars. It added a lot of stuff. It was great. How are those two different? Uh, special edition is special. Anniversary edition is for an anniversary. Of 10 years, which happened in 2021. So you wasted $10, is what I'm hearing. No, I got content. It was good content, too. I promise. It's not like Sam's. Okay. I'll believe you this time. Despite which, which your one of those versions adds horses playing to the game. games that hurt. <laughs> I think horses were available at, at Vanilla Skyrim. Nice. Okay, wow. so Skyrim is is clearly a better game than Sims. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is almost definitely true. <laughs> but yeah, um <laughs> I feel like Skyrim has to have more players than Sims. Maybe. Probably. Well, that's where <laughs> that means it's a better game. Like you can play it on your fridge or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You can't play Sims on your fridge because it'll just crash. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get to the oh, no. the part where it says oh, EA and then bad. it just yeah, <laughs> your fridge is gonna blow and then up. You won't be able to eat either. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> the bugs are escaping into real life. No. If you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> oh no! No. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, still playing Skyrim for the first time, and since it came out in 2011, when I did want it. Because uh, my ex put Oblivion on my computer very legally. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, this is right near when Skyrim's going to be released. And there was no way it was going to run on my computer. So I never got it until 2020. Wow. I did Blue. play it until 2022. Nice. I'm Blue. glad that you got to. Blue. Yeah, it's fun. Shut up, Joe. Blue. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a quick addendum. What video games have you been playing in recent times? The game, I don't know what I called it, but it was called Enigma Archives Rain Code, and now it's Master Detective Archives Rain Code. And it is a 2 Games game. So that's... That's what you've been playing? No, I was just fixing my mistakes. Ah, like you a were correcting an man. error. I see. We don't but do what that video either. games... Forget um, your journalistic integrity. Tell me about the video games you've been playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I played... Oh, I did. I, this isn't a video game, but there was... I, I played a lot of Zero Escape in my life, and I went to a convention this weekend and did my first real-life escape room. Ooh! How did you do? Did you die? No, well, okay, so technically, yes, but not because <laughs> we did anything wrong. Like, the, the, there was a keypad at the end, and we put in the right code, and we tried it a few times, and it didn't work, and then we, like, ran out of time, because we couldn't find anything else, and then she, the lady came in, and we asked her what the solution was, and she put in the same answer into the thing, 
but it was it's just a finicky keypad that only worked part of the time. So we mm. we did get it, and there there were four of us, and apparently really good at them. And I I thought we'd do more equal parts of the problem solving, but I did like almost all of it. <laughs> wow. It definitely feels like the kind of thing where, like, just by virtue of playing video games yeah. your whole life, you could become a savant because escape rooms don't just market to mm-hmm. hashtag gamers. Yeah. So they have to be solvable by people who don't have, like, video game puzzle knowledge. Yeah. And thus, I mean, like, we were down in the trenches, right? Like, with those flash <laughs> escape room games yep. that just made zero sense. Zero. And also, yeah. like... The adventure games, the original adventure games that inspired them too, like yeah, yeah, convoluted puzzles. Like I, I think the problem that people like us end up running into is that we think we we like be like, oh, oh that's too obvious. That's the obvious misdirection. This must be how you actually solve the puzzle. It's like yeah. no, you are just supposed to put the key in the lock. That's that's what it's for. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, a, it's not. A I secret. was worried that like I would be too stupid for a real life puzzle room, and then it would be like. Too different and too many things to like interact with, but no, I, I did very intuitively did it basically. So that was cool, and but now I'm addicted to them, so that's bad. Was it mostly like logic puzzles? I haven't done an escape room, or were, were there like physical um, puzzle aspects as well? There was like. A little display that had, like, a bunch of tape, and there were X's on it, and it made, like, a weird maze. And then we found, like, one of those, like, a long time ago, and you'd get, like, a McDonald's toy, and it would have, like, this little screen that had, like, weird blue particle, blue and pink particles or whatever, and you put on, like, special glasses, and you look at it, and then it shows words or whatever. And so, like, we found glasses, looked at the thing, and then it was the same thing, but it had numbers, but all the pathways were open, so you had to follow along, you had to look to the side, and start at the beginning, and figure out which path was actually correct. Neat. Then there was, like, a Beyblade thing that we had to shove into, like, a little Beyblade maze, and get it to the end. So there was, yeah, there were a lot of cool things, but now you I'm said addicted. that's cool. Like uh, putting a Beyblade into a Beyblade thing was like a sentence that made sense. It is. <laughs> what do you mean? What you do? You fight Beyblades, and if you win, you get a key. Like no, what, what like the happening? little the little shovey thing that you put inside of it to make it go, but you don't make it go. You just make it move without going. You, like, drag it along. It was, like, a very thin track. So you had to... It's, like... Imagine you have some, like, a squishy thing and a knife. And you had to shove the knife into the squishy thing and drag it through the maze. I guess. I don't know. What part of Beyblades are squishy? No, No. it's... I'm just comparing them because I'm telling you the... Like, the... There's a key thing that you put in a Beyblade. Like, there's a, mm-hmm. it's a little lock and key. Yeah, the little, of, yeah. the little, like, piece of plastic that has, like, teeth in it, and you stick it in. Yeah. Or you, Except you, it was, like, more of, like, a handle. Okay. Was, yeah. Right, because it's got a handle at the end. Okay. Yeah. 
So anyways, it was really cool, but now I want to do one all the time for the rest of my life. And it's <laughs> going to be bad for my wallet. Mm-hmm. Darn. And also, you live in you live in Canada, which means that they're probably not close to each other. What? Things in general. I, but specifically escape rooms. I mean, my old roommate works in an escape room, so... Mm. There's at least one place in the city that does them. I can't believe okay. Joe is just attacking Canada one. like that. I know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul, because you've always been so nice. To <laughs> My friends to the north, of course. As for vid, <laughs> wow. As for video games, I've been playing. Uh, I finished the Ratchet and Clank game. Cool. Was... Were you were you playing along with the that episode of the Game Cole podcast? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I was playing the new one, which came out a oh, long okay. time after that. And <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. Would recommend, but still like the other one better. Uh, mm. though there was a there was a free puzzle game. Well, it wasn't free, but it launched on PS Plus, and it was free for... Or it might be part of the subscription, like, in general, and it mm-hmm. wasn't a monthly title. It was called Humanity, and it's a lot like Lemmings, I think. is That's what it's called, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that, that is a... There is a video game called Lemmings. <laughs> it, I mean, it is. It's like that one. But you play as a dog who is tasked by God to help humanity solve a bunch of puzzles. And then it becomes a lot more than that. Like, it becomes a meditation on war and stuff. And every time you, like, think you've figured out, okay, so this is what the rest of the game is going to be like. It just, like, turns into a completely different game. So, yeah. There was only one bad puzzle (laughs) that took up, I think that was most of my playtime. I spent like 12 hours overall just coming back to that puzzle, and it wasn't, like, I finally just caved in and had to look up, like, the answer, and it wasn't like a, oh, okay, that's what I was missing. It was a yeah, I knew that was what I had to do. I just didn't guess the right amount of turns I had to put in the the map. Mm. Mm. But the rest of the game is really, really good. Well, I'll make sure to turn the map the appropriate amount of times if I ever play it. Good luck. <laughs> no faith in me, alright. It was a bad puzzle. <laughs> Uh, and then I've been playing the AI sequel, AI the Nirvana Initiative. And that one's really good, aside from the main character complaining about how these, like, occult things are super impossible as he's, like, telepathically jumping into people's brains to read their dreams and stuff. And also, (laughs) suspects keep going, like, meet me at this location tonight, and I'll tell you a little secret. And then he goes there, and then he finds their body, because they've been murdered. 
And then it just keeps happening, and he just keeps, like, going, yeah, okay, I see no problems with this. Surely nothing can go wrong. This time, they will tell me the secret. (laughs) Before they get murdered. So that's a little bit irritated with the main character, but... Well, in games, like, in in that genre now, there's gonna be, like, some weird plot twist that explains why they're like, oh... He has well, secret yeah. amnesia, and he if anyone tells him that he's going to be told a secret, he forgets all bad things that happen. When that, that is, like, actually, like, something they've hinted at. Like, at the beginning of the game, he does, like, an all-night impersonation and, like, a big My Hero Academia reference. And I was like, okay, that was weird. And then immediately after, another character is like, yeah, sorry about that. He's he gets weird sometimes. He's got mental problems. Don't worry about it. And like, okay, so that little joke is going to be plot critical later. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I play. Dan Leaf Dana. I think I've, I've I'm gonna hit every single combination <laughs> of those three names at some point. Uh, what what video games recent? Um, well, in, in my typical fashion, I have been playing a video game and then also watching my significant other play a video game. So the game that I have been playing is My Life in Sandrock, which is the sequel, sort of, to My Life in Portia, uh, which I also played. And My Life in Sandrock is very good. And I think that I played a lot of my life in Portia and enjoyed it a lot, um, but did eventually sort of rage quit. Uh, and, and my life in Sandrock hasn't necessarily fixed the issue that annoyed me in Portia, but it's 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 more bearable. So basically, like can, you have yeah. Can, to, wait, can you just give a quick summary of the of the video game genre uh, or style? Stardew or... Valley esque like farm sim you play as a builder who moved into the town so you're doing more building than you are farming you gather resources process the resources um sometimes you just need those sometimes you turn those into things there is a plot so sandrox uh, i don't i don't remember porsche's plot like at all um but sandrox plot is that it's a desert sand rock very clever whoa yeah, I know. Some might even say redundant. Yeah, some might even say redundant. Not only redundant, but repetitive, and people have heard it before. Yeah, very good point. Also, too. we have sandstone already exists, and I don't know if that's a point in favor or against. <laughs> mm. I don't think sandstone exists in the game, at least that I've collected. So, there's that. Okay. You come to town, it's a desert, everyone's, like, sad to be there because it's a desert, but they're trying to, like, make it work. Um, they want to greenify it, and you may or may not help them with that goal. There's also a bandit who's, like, wreaking havoc. Um, the game is currently in beta, but the full release is happening in exactly three months from the recording date so it's happening on september 26th uh sorry to date this podcast yeah um, just yeah go uh go ahead and just tell exactly when we're recording yeah just just bleep that out happy pride <laughs> <laughs> yeah happy pride everyone uh but the 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 mechanic that drives me crazy a little bit is like there's this like you have to research items 
and that in and of itself isn't bad but the game kind of like holds your hand through the first like research things like you can't do xyz until you've researched this thing so you know i have to research this and then you reach this and it takes like six in-game days for a single research thing to be complete it takes a long time uh so but you reach a point where you don't need to be researching anything anymore to progress but if you don't make sure that you're researching things then you'll fall behind so when it next asks you to have things it it could take up to like three in-game weeks to get down to the item that you'd need to research and I did recently run into this problem where like I had been trying to be like super on top of like researching the right things, but you don't know what it's going to need you to do next. So you kind of just have to guess. And the thing that it needed me to have next was not a thing that I had researched in the downtime. So I had to wait six in-game days. What well, it was more than that because I had a research project in the queue that was irrelevant. And once you've started them, you can't stop them. So I had to wait three in-game days for that one to finish and then six in-game days for the next one to complete. You can speed it up, but it costs like a bit of an absurd amount of resources. In my time in Portia, there just wasn't really anything for you to do in between like realizing that you need this thing and waiting for it. And so I reached a point where my option was to basically just sleep over and over. And I just didn't want to do that. Like it just kind of annoyed me that the game would want me to do that. So, but in, I think it's my time in Sandrock. I think I said my life, but I think it's my time. In in Sandrock, there is a lot more stuff for you to entertain yourself with while you wait. But it's a little weird when like the quest that you've been given, everyone's telling you how urgent it is. And everyone in the town is like kind of sick, like obviously sick. And you just want to help them. But you have to wait six in-game days, plus three, to get your stupid thing that you didn't know you were going to need. This is so important. We need this now. I've done a lot of complaining, but I really do love this game. <laughs> like, it's it's actually, like, a really good game. They've improved a lot of the issues that Portia had. They've made it a lot more enjoyable. The The people are a lot more enjoyable. They've Portia was kind of a nightmare to get your head around. Sandrock, I felt, like, does better at helping you kind of get your head around what you're supposed to do. That said, the tutorial still isn't great, but also it is still in beta. So I'm looking forward to the full release. I'm terrified that they're going to delete all my save data, but games don't tend to do that anymore upon full release. But if they do, I'm just going to stop playing. It For, for the like scale of how freaking grindy this game is, it took me, I think it was something like 30 in-game hours to get a mount in the game. I've played something in game hours or out game hours. Well, like Steam tracking my playtime. Okay, because that's different. Because you've been saying it's like six in game yeah. days, and you said thirty in game hours, which I would think would not be a very sure. long amount yeah, yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm now at something like fifty hours played of this game, and I am still having a good time. They've kind of introduced like dungeon sort of things which from my memory Porsche didn't have or if it did have them it didn't have them in a way that I liked the combat's still kind of iffy but I feel like it's better than it was in Porsche they really fixed a lot of things and it's cool and I also think that they've started to foreshadow what they're gonna do next um which is exciting so good stuff I highly recommend it especially Mm -hmm. if you like like really grindy like Stardew-esque like 
go around, talk to villagers. My intention was to date around, but oops, I fell in love and I'm married. (laughs) (laughs) Upon full release. When that happens. I know. Upon full release, uh, I will be able to have children with this person. And I think they're supposed to help out around the farm or something. So it's cool. It's, it's cool. Like you, you know, you start the game and this isn't like crazy weird for a video game, but you start the game and you can't even like kill the things that are right outside your house. And now at the point that I am in the game, I kill them in one hit. And it's, it's just nice to like feel that progression. And I like to grind a lot. So it's, it's very grindy. It's a very grindy game. Uh, and my partner has been playing the new Final Fantasy, and it looks really fun. That's all. <laughs> Ball. Hey, uh, yeah, so after after Blue went, I kind of really just want to talk about Room Escapes now. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could go on for the next 20 minutes about that, uh, but I will refrain for now. Next time. Uh, no, but what I, yeah. Uh, what I've been playing is, uh, the guns version of Skyrim, uh, the hot new game Fallout New Vegas, uh, which was free on the Epic Store a couple yeah, of weeks ago. I got as that. of, as of today, June 26th, 2023. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> I, I had originally played it when I came out, and for some reason I was super, super bored by it. I do not remember why, uh, although it might have had something to do with the environments being just so, brown and gray and totally empty and boring i'm not a fan of that yeah um i actually don't i mean that was the time period of games absolutely that was peak game art i guess but that time period fallout 3 had come out too and i and i i don't know for some reason that game felt a little more vibrant from me but maybe that's just because i was very familiar with the area in which the game was set so it kind of spoke to me a little more so far, I still haven't gotten why everyone says New Vegas is the best of the Fallout games. It's 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 fun. I'm having fun, but it's not like incredible. I guess maybe I'm judging it too much by 2023 standards. Yeah. What have you what kind of? That you're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, considered... I'm wrong about so much. <laughs> Considering <laughs> I recently just discovered that I love the television show Joey. Yes, I believe I am wrong about everything. So there's that. <laughs> But no, what I was kind of surprised by going into this game was I kind of thought I was over big violence in games. Like, I'm like, all right, it's a shooting game. Maybe I can, I'll put everything in charisma. Maybe I can avoid doing a lot of fighting. But then, like, as soon as some random dude just shoot, starts shooting at me, I just, like, pulled out my pistol and blew his head off, and it was great. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I thought I was cool and nonviolent, but I learned that I was wrong about that. Um, I've been having, I've been having fun playing fallout new vegas nothing wrong with um, being violent in video games as long as you're not yes. also violent <laughs> in real life That's this is true what, like hades is fun that's a good game. Hades is okay. yeah i guess <laughs> i feel disappointed in myself in a way but that's okay don't feel disappointed that's okay paul <laughs> oh thank you um this I is w- the one thing yeah. we'll let you get Anything away else. with. <laughs> You're out of here. We All right, criticize you on everything else. Now let's talk murder, about Canada. No. You're uh, okay. I was also, <laughs> I was also uh, if anyone here listened or here on the podcast or more likely in the audience was listening to Oh, a podcast, um, I was playing Live Alive or Live Alive or whatever, depending on your regional accent. Uh, but I got to the <laughs> end of alive. that. I got to the end of it, and I was like, all right, so this is the part where it's going to be fun and interesting, right? Because it, it hadn't been for the rest of the game. 
Uh, and the end wasn't really that fun either. So I got to the, like, the very last, like, sequence of the game and, and stopped mm-hmm. playing. I will say that I was playing, I wasn't playing, like, the new re-release, sorry, the new remake that just came out. I was playing, uh, an English translation of the original Super Nintendo version. Uh, so maybe the remake is better. I don't know, but this was a game that I, I just, it's like the sort of game where you keep playing because you think it's gonna get good. Everyone loves this game. People who played it, they talk about it and they say it's really good. It's gotta be good. I'm getting there. And then you just never get there. You, you get to the end and you realize that the, the, the fun of the game was a lie. Oh. That's, that was my experience. <laughs> More like live a lie. And I was playing, and I've been playing hockey, a real life game. That's been fun. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> That's oh. right. A I'm Mr. Sports game. now. Wow. With your real life body. Sports man. In, <laughs> in, in June? Uh, no, I, I well, it, I was taking um, a beginner's class that ended uh, last month, I think. Mm. Yeah, okay, it started. I was going to say, June is an interesting time to be playing hockey. <laughs> what do you mean? That's true, I'm especially sure since it is play it. 104 degrees out right now. As it's not like you play breeze. hockey outside usually. I think well, hockey is pretty here, exclusively indoors. Hockey rings to to play it inside. Yeah, there there are, there are a lot We're of hockey rings in, the in Canada area in which I live. Uh, I'm like three hours from the Canadian border, so we get some of the spillover here. So there's there's a lot of ice rinks around me. Spillover of the ice. Yes, the Canadians <laughs> just send you the ice they don't want. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. A lot of people around here just commute on zambonis. <laughs> Don't really hear that yeah. about upstate New York. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that. That anyway, and snow sleds. What... Yes. And snow dogs. Sorry. <laughs> that's yes. what I've been up to. <laughs> Training my golden retriever to pull my sled. That's been my video game. <laughs> Can't do that in Sims 4. <laughs> another, and that's why it's a bad garbage game. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> um I guess I guess also speaking of watching your partners play a game, uh, my wife Lizzo has been playing the new Zelda thing that's out. And every time I look at it I'm just like this is not a game I would enjoy in any possible scenario. <laughs> my partner really did not like the the new Zelda. And I I want to try it, but I just like do not have a Switch. And mm. am not going to get one. So, I mean, he emulated it. Theirs. And like Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. My my favorite parts are when I look up and I see her just mm-hmm. swinging a sword that has a giant rock on the end <laughs> of it, or uh, wielding a spear that appears to have a second spear duct taped to the end of it to make mega spear. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't understand anything that's going on in this game. Sorry, you probably already talked about Zelda on the podcast. So we, no, we've no, actually we... been holding off on it. Oh, really? It sounds, it sounds we're like we're for... going to need you back so you can complain about it during the episode where they <laughs> have praise on it. I've said most of the things I have to say about it already, I think. Okay, well then uh, we'll yeah, have to no, get plan... Leaf's partner to sword with a boulder looks kind of boring. My yeah, partner can come it. in and be like, I'm having a great time. <laughs> no, we, we're, we're, we're saving Zelda. Zelda needs like its own dedicated podcast with of how much people are going to want to say about it. We invite and also, I still two. haven't played it yet. Mm. When you do, Mega we Man. invite those two to explain why you should hate it. I'm sorry if I spoiled Mega I'm Spear. I'm playing too. Mega Man Battle Network. <laughs> <laughs> I was aware of Mega Spear. Okay, good. Um, 
Has anybody here played Mega Man Battle Network before? I, I played the first no. one. No. It's no. they really just throw you in. Yeah. It's it's a little wild that it has this whole intricate system. Yeah. For the combat, for the RPG combat, and they just toss you right in there into and the I world. Loved like, it. <laughs> Almost zero explanation for anything. I like, I, and I, I picked it up. It kind of makes me wonder, like, how did kids play this? Because, like, I could pick it up, uh, and it kind of, it's kind of nice. When I was in grade three or something, there's depth <laughs> in it, like from the get go. But because yeah. basically, it's like you have a set of like thirty chips, which are you could almost consider like playing cards, and every single chip is like a move you can do. But also every single chip has a letter associated with it, like literally A through Z. And basically, at the beginning of each quote-unquote turn, you get five random chips of your 30. And you can only use, in that turn, a set of chips that are the same letter. Yep. So it doesn't matter if there's two cannons. If it's a cannon with the letter A next to it and a cannon with the letter B next to it, you can't use both of them that turn. So you have to do this weird statistical thing of like, all right, well, okay, I'm going to have these sets of these letters and these sets of these letters, and this is how they're going to synergize. And you don't get experience, but you are graded on your performance and you get better rewards in each battle for doing the battle better, like doing it faster and taking less damage. And yeah, I'm, I'm a couple bosses through the first game. It's very, it's a uh, school's setting so it's like you know oh you you you're living in a small town and all your friends are your next door neighbors and also go to the same school as you yeah, they like, don't spend any time introducing your friends yeah it's like bakugan group. but not well, as in depth with those uh, characters i'm a little sad jetty's not here because i'm sure he'd be interested in talking about this but it, it's what it reminded me was like metabots it's, I mean, like, the, I've only watched the TV show of Metabots, but it felt very similar. Like, a lot of the character archetypes, down to there being a rich kid rival, also there. Um, I have no experience with Metabots, so I'm but sorry. I also watched, when the games came out, Capcom posted, like, the anime on YouTube, and so I've actually watched some of those episodes, and they spend a lot more time introduced, like, there, each of those characters gets like a 20 minute episode dedicated to introducing them. And here it's just like, oh yeah, they're, they're just all here. And they exist. You just, they just exist. And there's like, you walk with your childhood friend to school once, and then like, that's all the characterization you I've got. You see those so people? Far. They were born. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's also like, the whole thing about it is like, you've got this like, little, they call it what, a PET, a personal terminal, and it's got a little person in it. One of your person is Mega Man, and you you plug it into things, and those things are connected to the internet, and you can walk around the internet. But like the internet is, it's this weird period of the two thousands where like the internet was a place you could go, and it's like you have to walk between computers to get to places, and there's like a a sequential list of computers that are like next to each other in the physical space. And it's, it's very, it is a very mid-2000s way of thinking about the internet. Yeah. Pretty sure there's a Disney movie a, that has that plot. I mean, it was, it was like the whole, that was like every single cartoon that had an episode where they like That's, went into yeah, the internet. Yeah, it was all media at the time. Was like this. But it's, it's a whole video game series. And I'm kind of 
interested to like the oven is connected to the internet the piano is connected to the internet like that's the world you talk about internet (laughs) but like even now like even with our whole internet of things world that we live in right now like there are still like appliances that are not connected to the internet i don't know it's it's a little are there they don't have browsers sure i mean (laughs) i guess i don't know it's so for for some cases uh, having an appliance that whether it connects you know over bluetooth or internet i don't know because i feel like some things will kind of just use bluetooth yeah but i know that that has helped in some cases the accessibility of certain appliances which Mm -hmm. is neat but yeah they're they're i don't i don't know if i can think of an appliance that like you conceivably like i guess i don't know of an electric water kettle that connects to the internet but i'm sure there is one like that has an app that you program or schedule like when it's going to turn on or whatever sure but like i think part of it too is that right like you can think of how that might be usable from an useful in an accessibility standpoint mm-hmm. but then there's also a level of okay but does everyone have one or is this just an accessibility tool well in that case, right like it's not whole, like, like issue of like people won't make things accessible because it's like well this isn't you know practically useful for your typical able-bodied neurotypical person that's a whole other tangent but yeah sure but no i mean like these are like household appliances like right. you would, this would be personal to you and your level of accessibility right is what i'm this is we're getting off track a bit here <laughs> It's just interesting how the inter- how they imagine the internet being integrated with everything and which things they choose to have connected to the internet and which things they choose not to have connected to the internet. I don't understand why I can't play Sims 4 on my water kettle. And of course the answer is whatever is convenient for whatever little narrative they want to tell. Right. Anyway, I'll probably have more to say. I need to play more of it to, to get more in the weeds on it, but I'm having a good time so far. But it'll it stands. We still need to see if I'll last six games in a row, or if I'll I'll take a break. They did put Harvest Moon, original Harvest Moon SNES, on Nintendo Switch Online, and I might take a peek at that just to see like where did Stardew Valley start? Yeah. What what was the where is the beginning thread that got us to Stardew Valley? I've heard. That, was it good? I've heard it's not these days. That it was it was good at the time. Like I played a little bit of it. Um, I never owned the game, but I had a friend who did. So, you know, it's kind of hard, right? The SNES Harvest Moon? I think so. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So maybe I'll play that and check in on that. Do it. I've heard heard it hasn't aged well, but it definitely is (laughs) a part of history. Well, most things are. That's that's not like a compliment. There's plenty of things that have been lost to history. I can't name any. Sure. But there are plenty. They're there. (laughs) They're there. That's all we know about them. I think we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're pretty well deep into this podcast. So I think it's about time to wrap things up. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Cola podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net. You can check us out on our YouTube channel, GC.net, the letter G, C, the word dot, the word net, or at GameCola on YouTube. Find us on Facebook, Twitter. Get us on Discord. The links are in descriptions of things. You can find it on the website, podcast description, video description, something like that. Hang out with us on Discord. It's a lot of fun. You can email us at podcast at gamecola.net. 
you can check out Paul again on uh, Oh a Podcast. That's where he Thank hangs you. out these days. Thanks again, Paul, for coming. Yeah, special thanks to Paul for coming and being our rock. Yay. Thanks, Paul. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Thank Paul. you. Thank you for having me. That was a good um, pun and no one cares. No, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, rate us highly if you got to the end of this podcast you should rate us highly because you like this podcast i mean it's rate us highly. there's no other reason to be here on what rate us highly five stars itunes you can rate google oh, five stars okay. on itunes or you can click the thumbs up button on the youtube yeah, but video that's not rating i believe they highly. call that liking. i mean i don't think itunes you know still exists like it's not like rating low engagement we don't care just engage be our friend <laughs> <laughs> no, I personally want thumbs up. If you do thumbs down, you'll crush my spirit. Oh, wow, the last review on Apple Podcasts is from 2019. Oh gosh, get on that, guys. Get on it, guys. <laughs> review the podcast. Uh, and rate it five kind stars. words only, or Joe will cry. Absolutely. <laughs> I will Joe also will cry. cry. Yeah. Just in case. Thank you, you for want listening. Joe to cry. Have a wonderful time of day, wherever it is, whenever it is you are listening to this podcast, and we will see you next Bye. month. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Joe will cry. Joe will cry. (laughs) Joe, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like someone thumbs down the podcast. It's not even up yet. Oh no, it was me. It was me in the future. Oh no. Oh.